going on, everyone, and welcome to Personal Finance Boss. I know it's been a while, but uh, COVID situation in Quebec is kind of tricky. This is our first remote podcast, so Ali is at home and I am comfortable on my couch. How are you doing, Ali? I'm doing great. Great. So if we just finished uh, two hours of StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to say that. We're supposed to be smart individuals that only spend time doing productive things, not playing video games. Um, but yeah, in Quebec, there's a 8 p.m. curfew, so everyone needs to be home by 8 p.m. And if you're not, well, it's not so great. Anyway, so what's the topic for the day, uh, Ali? Well, you know, just touching uh, touching base on what's happening in the world. There's been a lot of you know changes going on. So, you know, talk about how 2021 has started and, uh, you know, the everyone's probably, you know, been seeing Instagram or wherever you get your news from. I don't get it from Instagram, but just uh, on Reddit and everything, all the action on these popular shorts and these brokerage houses. So, you know, just touching base on all sorts of uh, random stuff. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like people always say like 2021 will be better than 2020. But hey, like I doubt that because in 2021, we're starting off in the pandemic in the midst of it. So I think we're still in for uh, another six to nine months of good fun. That is for sure. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I know I said nothing to do with what you were saying, but yeah, so. Markets are still pushing, approaching all-time high after all-time high after all-time high, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really insane. And, and it's funny because, as I'm sure a lot of people who follow financial news have been following, there have been a lot of short squeezes in the stocks. So, Ali, why don't you explain to us what a short squeeze is since I'm a little tired? <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Okay, well, I'll I'll start by I'll start by just you know giving everyone a refresher on what a short is. So basically, what happens in a short is someone thinks or has a hunch or decides that they think the stock is going down, and that can be because you know they think the value of the company is overvalued, or you know they they see a bad earnings report or something, and they say you know what this next stock is going to go down. So basically, how a short works is you sell shares at the current price. So let's say I sell shares at $100, um, and the idea is that I'm going to buy those shares back at a cheaper price and return them back to the buyer at that price. So let's say the price then goes to $80, so I pick up the difference of $20, I buy the shares back at $80, I return them to my original uh, person, and I'm good to go. And you can can keep doing this with, with many different companies. The only thing you have to remember with a short is that your losses are... Um, unlimited because a stock can keep going up and up and up. But when you're long a stock, the lowest the stock can go is zero dollars. So yeah. if you buy the stock at a hundred, the most you could u- lose is a hundred. But if you short at a hundred, the most you could lose is a, is an infinite amount of money just because the stock can keep going up and up and up. Yeah. So if you and short it, the stock at a hundred and the stock goes up to two hundred, you essentially lost a hundred dollars. If the stock goes up to three hundred, you lose two hundred. So. The stock, like Ali said, could go up to $1,000 for whatever reason. I mean, it's unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> it's unlikely, but Not on wood. Uh, recent, recently we've seen uh, different stories. But that's yes, why we yes. say unlimited losses. And buying a put is different than shorting a stock. Buying a put right. is another way to bet against the market. 
but it's limited loss, meaning that you could only lose as much as you spent on buying the the the, the put contract. Okay. So correct. And in a situation like if we looked at GameStop, the puts actually over time they actually became more expensive because the higher the stock was going, the more valuable those contracts became because the market was valuing those contracts as saying, hey, no, 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 this is absolutely ridiculous. So the chances that it's going to come back down now are significantly higher. So the put in that case even made money, um, which is kind of like, it's, it's very hard to wrap your head around because usually we associate puts with the stock goes down, we make money. But in this case, the stock shot up and the puts, the people who bought puts still made money too. So well, t- to be able to make money through a put, the reason why the price went up so much is because of the implied volatility, right? So yes. if 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 you're buying or if you're looking at a stock that trades flat, your puts like your option contracts, your puts and your calls are going to be very cheap because there's not much volatility. So the probability of it shooting up five percent or shooting down five percent or twenty percent or some large mm-hmm. number is very unlikely, but. If the stock has been going up and down like two, three, four, five hundred percent in the past week, you're like you're going to be paying such a high premium on that volatility. So yeah. that is also a huge problem. So obviously we're talking about GameStop and their GameStop story, and there were all, there was also AMC, but GameStop was really the one that kept going and going and going. Yeah, there was AMC, there was BlackBerry. Yeah. Um, this morning, American Airlines, there was Bed Bath & Beyond, yeah. Delards as well. And basically what happened was these guys knew a few hedge funds or one or two hedge funds where they had significant short volume on a few of these names. And basically what happened is all these retail investors started pumping these names and started buying, 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 buying. And they did not sell. They kept putting in more money on margin, on credit, on this, on that. And I won't, I'm not going to get wrong, but people did make money. People for sure lost money, but money was definitely made. Um, and this morning with the circuit outages and the, um, the brokerage houses just shutting it off, obviously that's some next level, you know, funny crap going on, Wall Street crap that for sure is, you know, going to have its repercussions. But it was just for, for as an investor, probably... Besides a market little crash in March of 2020 last year, this probably ranks up there in terms of the most ridiculous things I've seen um, in my um, investing experience. And I'm sure Julian can say the same. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if we're looking at the game stock, GameStop stock. <laughs> Are you, um, do you keep saying GameStonk? GameStock. <laughs> oh, okay. So in, back in mid-January, the stock was trading at $35. And as of like, sorry, which is probably high for GameStop. Yeah. And, and, um, right now today, which is January 28th after hours, the stock is trading at 310. It shot back up. So what happens is that, or what happened is that you have these huge hedge funds that are betting against GameStop. And I don't know what the origin story of why people in the reddit group called wall street bet started propping it up but the more that you buy the stock the more that the price goes up naturally so all these hedge funds that have millions and millions of dollars that are short the stock for every dollar the stock goes up it's a dollar they lose right so if they're buying the stock on let or sorry if they're shorting the stock on leverage it means that 
for every dollar that the stock goes up, they lose a dollar. But since it's levered, they may only have like 10 cents to back up that dollar, depending on how much they're levered. So these hedge funds were losing millions and millions and millions of dollars. And what happens is that one, you could no longer lose money. You need to buy the stock back. So what happens is that you end up buying the stock at the actual price, which is say $200. And then you need to sell the stock back at the $30 that you initially started shorting it at. So on one stock, you lost $170. If you've done this on hundreds of thousands of shares, you are looking at losses like insane losses. So that's what we yeah. call a short squeeze is when the short sellers start buying back the positions to close out their short position. That's what shoots the stock up 10, 15, 20 or in GameStop's uh, case, like close to, I don't know, 10, a thousand percent. How much was it? I don't even know. It's a ridiculous amount of percent. So, yeah. and then you have everyone else, you know, then you have everyone on wall street commenting about it. That brings more people to the party because now no one wants to miss out on it. Yeah. And then you have people like, you know, Chamath, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Peliapatia or Peliapithia, who was the big investor. He, he, I think he bought like 115,000 of options as, as purely play money for him. And by the next morning, it was already worth, you know, north of half a million dollars. Um, and then you had Elon Musk tweeting. Um, so, you know, this just drags so much, so much attraction um to the marketplace and that just props everything up um and with social media and, and you know everyone probably being at home too you get this news instantly and you can i can log into my brokerage account you know in probably under a minute and you have access to you know thousands and thousands of dollars on margin and it's scary because you know historically in these types of situations investors have typically gotten burned but I think this was the first time I looked at something like GameStop where it was like a consistent three days of money making um, that, that took place. And what's interesting is that for the first time, Wall Street was Wall Street lost because a lot yeah. of the a lot of the hedge funds had to close out their positions at significant losses. And the retail investors, so like me and you, if we were uh buying this these options and and, and these stocks kind of won in a sense and they so the, they say so yeah, they say exactly so they say they closed the positions out who knows but they definitely closed out a few that's why the stock shot up so much but then you have the exchanges suspending the trading because yeah. if you think about you know who makes money in the stocks well it's obviously the hedge funds and the big institutional investors and they're the ones who generate the most amount of revenue for everybody so everybody is need kind is kind of fall falls victim to their whim so like yeah. you said uh, today the broker the brokerages were suspending trading like you couldn't buy gamestop today right yeah pretty much and 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 that to me sound like it's insane because how could you prevent someone from purchasing a stock in a free market yeah, like, it was. It, it it's 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 probably some hedge fund guy called someone at Robinhood and said, or all these bro. Well, the 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 bigger brokerage houses. It might have been you know their own individuals doing it because they're like we're gonna go. You know, we, we, they may have even had short positions, but something like Robinhood that you know has from day one preached. Oh, we're here for the little guy. 
you know, these institutions are making so much money off of it. I was very shocked that Robinhood did that yeah. out of all brokerage houses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I wonder very, if they're... Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, it's, 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 it's just, you know, tomorrow, if like some, like Amazon has preached like e-commerce or this or that, and Amazon starts like buying up all the malls in America, you know, at, at these hefty premiums and, and going like completely brick and mortar, you'll just be like, what, what is happening right now? It's just completely anti, like anti-establishment or anti-this. And I, I have a feeling these, these Redditors on wall, on these wall street bets, they're going to go against Robin hood and Robin hood has an IPO coming up. So it's so interesting because on one hand they're preaching for the little guy, but on the other hand, they need the hedge funds and the banks to help promote their stock on their roadshow now. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting what happens. And I wonder if there are going to be any repercussions from actually preventing people from buying the the various shares because doesn't that... I think I think there will be. I think I think for sure like uh, like GameStop and AMC are different situations because they you know the pandemic like well the pandemic killed them but you know some may argue they were already on the way out but something like American Airlines you know that are still there they could technically sue. I think they could sue the brokerage houses and say, like, you know, I had my earnings. I think American Airlines reported earnings this morning, too. Okay. So for them, it's like, I, I reported a good quarter. I reported this. And, you know, what if investors, what if, a, what if a pension fund wanted to buy, you know, a big position in my stock, but they couldn't because of this year's stupidity, and I lost out, you know, on a $100 million investor? Yeah, I, I don't think uh, the institutional investors use uh, Robinhood to trade. <laughs> no, no, no. But if 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 all of the if all of the brokerage houses or everything are gone, some of like the small investment shops still use brokers to clear some stuff. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. It's 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 going to be really interesting because as a as a as a as a as a company, I'm pretty sure you could sue for that. And I think Robinhood has already gotten sued by retail investors. I, I, I mean, wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't it was, know. If... Yeah, there was a class action lawsuit filed against Robin Hood really? already. Wow. One one in Massachusetts and one in New York. When? This morning. <laughs> for what? For here. For uh, because the company barred traders from buying shares of GameStop. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good for them. And and, he's and... saying he's saying Robin Hood's actions were done purposefully and knowingly to manipulate the market for the benefit of people and financial institutions who are not Robin Hood's customers. Yep. And I'm sure Robin Hood sent them uh, some money. You know, a nice little bribe. I, I don't know, but for someone like Robin Hood, it was a very like. Just because they're they're who they are and, and they've preached this zero commission, you know, we want to open the market for everyone. We want yeah. everyone to access it. And them doing this is like, really? Like you, you did that? Yeah. And uh, I mean, Robinhood has probably gotten very, very rich off of this just based on the, the bid ask spray, spread and, the, um, and just the, the volume and everything and probably the margin as well. So... Someone must have called. Some hedge fund guy must have called Robinhood and said, "Like, if you don't do this, we're not gonna, you know, yeah. help you in your roadshow. We're gonna tell all the banks that don't like don't take this listing." 
Yeah, and, and they'll just crush them. Yeah, and and they have so much money that like they don't really care if even if they would make money with the Robinhood IPO if they just sat out. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but they would they would honestly these big guys would honestly take a mil a billion dollar loss then allow Robinhood to succeed. Like it's just a matter of principle and just showing them that we're the bigger guy well, and if we'll, it make gets to that. we'll make the billion back in a week. So yeah, if it gets to that. But yeah. what I also think what? is interesting is what social concepts could explain something. Because like it's, this isn't the first short squeeze that ever happened. Short squeezes happen no. all the time. Usually, they happen on good news. So if you have a stock that's been having a lot of trouble over many months and the, and the, the short position keeps going up, for example, Tesla, like forever, <laughs> since the stock went from 20 bucks to like 200, people have been shorting that yeah. stock for forever. But Tesla would pop on good news like either they had yeah. deliveries either they became profitable you know either you know the cars had good reviews you know, something good but in this case there there wasn't there was no catalyst that made GameStop go from $30 a share to $300 a share based on fundamentals nothing it, it was not fundamental yeah. it was it was purely volume there's no video game that gets fda approval there, there, there's nothing that could explain something so large so the fact that there's yeah. a pandemic you have all this government money that's been going to a whole bunch of regular people and they're all at home doing nothing yeah. school is from home work is from home so people but, are just you're honestly looking at yesterday, I think yesterday, today. So today, the average volume on GameStop is 25 and a half million shares a day. Okay. Today, it was 56 million. So it was double. Yeah. And this is with the brokerages telling you you can't buy it. Yeah. Yesterday was, I think, 150 million units. Oh, my God. And even AMC. So AMC on average is 74 million units. Today was 562 million. Wow. So there is it's it's really the volume and we always talk about we always so we always talk about you know the different market conditions what makes the stock go up and we've talked about we always talk about earnings we always talk about volume but there's never an example you know that retail investors can really push the stock up like we've all heard of the pump and dumps where you buy a big lot you push it up everyone buys in you dump it and but then everyone else gets screwed. Those are on penny is, stocks. The market cap on penny stocks, stocks are yeah. tiny. But this is this is an example of how retail investors just with volume can push the stock up. Because there was a lot of people as well. They were like apparently someone commented in, in one of these groups that you could call your broker and you can tell your broker that you want to put the shares um, in. You want to classify the shares in a certain way that it would disallow people that want to short it. So you, you don't allow your shares to be shorted. But I feel like you would want them to be shorted because the more the more shorts and the more the stock goes up, the bigger the short squeeze and the more money you'd make if you're long. Yeah, but then <laughs> this way also the, the, funds, the funds that want to short it really can't and then they'd have to close out their positions or something, right? Well, if they already have the positions open, they just can't short it more. But if you're propping the stock up, like I would want it to be short. That way, they'd have to close out their positions and squeeze it higher. Mm -hmm. I mean, that—that's what I would think. At the same time, uh, see, I feel like a lot of this though was based on principle. It's not so much I'm gonna make money, and because you know, if you—I don't know—it's just. Out. 
Sorry? Fear of missing out. Well, that too, but it's also by principle of like, let's let's try to screw with Wall Street. Let's try to show them yeah, that, of like, course, of course, they got uh, there's I think I can't even access it right now. And if you go on Wall Street bets, there's 5.3 million people following, or you know, I think that number was at like one million a week ago. It was this this number. I kid you not. This week was 4.3 or 4.6. Man, and. They've created five different parts to the GameStop trade. What do you mean five parts? Like, you know how usually each topic has like one channel? I'm not so familiar with Reddit, but sure, okay. But like each one has like five. This one, they've created like a new thread per day. Okay, okay. So it's like every day, every day is a new thing talking and it... It's it's really interesting because they've gotten people like you're reading this. There's people from Brazil. There's people from Canada. There's people from Denmark. There's people that have opened a brokerage account <laughs> just to be in this. That's funny. And it just tells you it's it's either people. It, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that Bitcoin rise uh, a few years ago in December where it just took off and everyone was like, I need to get on on this right now. Yeah, and then people got burned, and and obviously today people got burned. But I th- I honestly thought it would go more down today. But the fact that oh, but oh, it's it's after hours. Yeah, after hours like, is up. It's up. It it's up. But let's see how it opens in the morning. But it's one. It closed at one ninety three. Yeah. The the when, only problem I see here is like at some point, the redditors are gonna run out of money. Like, I just I, I don't know. Like, how long could you? artificially inflate the price of the stock like yes there's short sellers but at some point all the short sellers are going to get slaughtered it's not even that it's just i feel for all these reddit people they're like oh my god let's hold the line hold the line hold the line if i'm on reddit let's say even i bought this at like 50 and it went to 300 i'm not holding the line at 300 i'm selling and getting the hell out of there yeah why would you why would you like why would you risk such high amounts of money when you've quadrupled or, you know, 10 times your money in, in a week, you would, you would get out of there. So yeah, of course it's, it, it goes back to like greater fool theory. And it's just at some point, someone's going to say enough is enough and they're going to start dumping and people are going to get scared and they'll have to dump because there's no way these guys are all these, all these guys have, 10, 15, 30,000 dollars, you know, just sitting ready to be gambled. Yeah, but once you buy it with 10 or 15,000, like that's it. Like there's nothing more you can do. Yeah, I know, but let's say this 15 now becomes 60 by, yeah. you know, lunchtime. Yeah. You're honestly telling me the guy's gonna let, roll, gonna roll with 60 grand in GameStop? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, personally, I don't know how. Like how you could do that? Like I spent an hour almost yesterday um, looking at this, like just looking at it while I was working. And it's I don't get how you you can't take your eyes off of it. It just fluctuates so much every second. Yeah. And like I'm the type I I'm a long term investor. I've seen you know crashes in my value holdings of like 30, 40, 50 percent in March, and I didn't sell. Like I held steady. But this gives like massive anxiety. Like just looking at. Because you could put in like a thousand and you just 
you just refresh the page in like a millisecond and boom, it's like worth $700. And it's like, what happened? That's my day's pay. That's like my week's pay. It's gone. Like just yeah. poof. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, someone, you know, someone, someone's going to hold the bag at the end of the day for this. Um, and, you know, we've yet to see like who it is because even at, at 193, um, there's some like people on Reddit that bought in at 50. So they're still doing pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, no words. it's crazy. And I don't know, like, you know, everyone's expecting a correction, a, not a recession per se, but a correction in the stock market. But there are so many stocks, including all these SPACs, there are these, uh, these special purpose yeah. acquisition, uh, corporations, which are essentially, I'll explain it again. I'm, I'm tired, you know? Go for it. Knock yourself so out. So SPACs, SPACs <laughs> are blank check companies. They IPO. Um, they seek, you know, a couple hundred million dollars for their selected purpose. So fintech acquisitions or technology or cars or whatever they want to create. They go public. Investors give them money. The value of the company is basically the cash they were able to raise. Plus, you know, whatever. If their founder is someone famous, they'll get a little bit more points uh on the stock and then they basically go out and acquire or merge with another company and then that company merges with this spac and then they go public that way and then once that the merger is announced the the spac goes flying because they've just you know bought a it's basically like they've gotten a, they're they're acquiring another company and you you basically pick up that ipo premium right away yeah yeah so initially what it is is um, they yeah. just receive a whole bunch of money and they're like, yeah. go have fun with it. Go invest it as you see fit. Yeah. Essentially, go buy a company, right? Exactly. And there have so, been so many of these shooting up some like two, three hundred percents everywhere. Yeah. And you, you, you kind of wonder like, okay, this has to stop at some point. And they have. They have been falling huge. I mean, huge, like 20 to 30 percent from their highs. But. Like, is, is this what's going to tip the scales for a correction? Or is this going to reinforce why value investing is important, or at least investing based on fundamentals? Because now, like, I feel like all fundamentals are lost. It's just, like, euphoria. They are, they, they are to be honest with you, they are. I don't think they are any fundamentals. Like, I've had two of my value picks this year. They Usually, when you acquire a company, your stock doesn't go shooting up. The others go shooting up because you bought them at a premium. Yeah. I've had two cases this week alone where they've announced acquisitions and the stock has gone shooting up. Yeah. So usually it used to be all oh, you get you acquire something and then you have to put it into your model, let the money come in, let the synergies develop, and then it'll start reflecting in your numbers and then it'll push your stock up. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're seeing, oh it, it acquired another company. Cool. This means it's gonna do great things. Stock goes up. Yeah. And, so, you know, like, I think we should do a podcast on, on bubbles. And I've watched interesting videos that show different metrics and how before every crash or every bursting of, of a bubble, these metrics were very similar to the current situation that we're in now. And I think that it, it was very enlightening. And, again, when, but when we talk about a bubble bursting, it, it could mean tomorrow – it could mean in six months or it could mean in two years. You could be in this state of euphoria for, for two years 
and the bubble can keep going up for two years. But at some point, if you look at the financial system, like it, it needs to be based on fundamentals. If you have a rental condo or a rental plex or whatever, and you're you bought it and you're renting a thousand you're renting it at a thousand dollars per month and you're breaking even, and the next thing you know, it's going to eleven hundred, twelve hundred, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. But for no reason, there's no economic stimuli in the area. There's no jobs. There's no like movement of, of populations. It's just based on pure speculation. It's like at some point, it has to go back down to the fundamentals. And yeah, maybe yeah. the rental isn't the best example because it's going up for no reason. But that's just to show you that like GameStop went up for no reason other than to like give the middle finger to Wall Street, honestly. And well, if we look at if we look at the Dow, it was the high was about just touching thirty thousand in January, close to, and now we're at it was at twenty eight two or twenty nine, and now we're at thirty thirty and a half. I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. I mean, you have you have a few drivers. You have the changing of the guard in the U.S. You have pandemic hopes that you know vaccine is here. That for sure is propping up this stuff. Well, what's propping up the stocks the most is the interest rate. It's a low interest rate because if you yes, look and at the money the Fed has dumped in. Yeah, so a lot of but, people are scared of inflation as well because at some point, like inflation is going to go up because of the amount of money that we yeah. we, we printed. So at the same time as well, I think the government is thinking, let's dump this money in. We we'll dump the one point nine trillion in that they're that they're talking about right now dump that in that'll you know take us into march or whatever and then with pandemic over you'll have the consumers back spending which will replace the 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 money that the fed had to put in in a way yeah so your your spending or your propping is just going to continue yeah i think that's what they're that's what they're hoping for and i mean based on these wall street bets forums people got money <laughs> <laughs> People like people. People have money, and I—that's I, what I find like very interesting in all these economic, you know, situations. People, people spend. People, people need to spend, and especially coming out of this pandemic, people are going to want to take vacations. People are going to, you know, want to go travel to see their family, to see their friends. You know, do what what they want. Take their kids out, play sports. Um, so I, I feel, you know, that if that comes sooner rather than later, that might just prop up the, the market even more. And then the kind of the numbers might stabilize or fluctuate or, you know, come down by two or 3% and, you know, away you go. Yeah. There's, there's so many ways, you know, you can, you can slice the pie and I mean, if people have money and they're willing to take these risks and go, then 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 the market will go with it. Yeah, yeah, but for how long? I don't know. It's that's we that's were, the look, question. Look, look in look in March. Who would have thought that you would be at a higher value than you were last February? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty now much. For some, yeah. For some companies, it makes sense. You know, for logistic companies or amazon or moderna or these pharmaceutical companies okay yeah it makes sense they develop a vaccine you know their revenue is for zoom okay yeah that makes 100 percent sense 
But then, like something like an Expedia that's that's worth more than before is like no, no, that that. that. Yeah, how? yeah, they're booking all these trips. Eh? Of course, definitely. It's like how? It's like Airbnb. How is it that you know they're they're going up even if people are renting for, um, um, you know, quarantining and this and that? There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. It's and. Yeah, and even these tech companies, the market caps, like you're just looking at these, it's going from, you know, 1 billion at IPO to 9 billion in like three months. And it's like, did this company actually add $8 million to its value? Like, what did they do? What what happened? So it's, I mean, like Julian said, fundamentals have been, you know, tossed out, rolled over, squashed, tossed in the garbage and it's 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 interesting so i i would just you know my advice would be just to be cautious and uh it can be very tempting in you know these market runs to say you know let me put a thousand in and uh you know it might triple by the time i blink my eyes but Um, but that's okay if you could afford to lose the thousand by all means go for it but if if you're saying i have forty thousand dollars i'm gonna put all the 40 in one stock based on like momentum that's when I would have to advise against it because the name of the game is sustain the game. If you lose, you're out of the game. Well, the, the name and the, the name of the game is to make money. Well, to make money, of course. That's the that's the name of the game is to make money. Now you want to do it. Do you want to be stupid and do it, or you want to be smart and do it? You just you you need to you need to make money, and uh, I mean you need to do it. You need to do it. You know, in a in a smart way, in a strategic way. But with all these fundamentals tossed out, it's like, okay, what is, what is smart and strategic? Is it, you know, going, is it, is it buying each aspect that comes out and, you know, on IPO day, they go up 25% and I just keep recycling that. Is it, you know, chasing all these drug companies that are uh, creating new things? Is it going on wall street bets and reading what, you know, what they're going to target next? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, or is it all of the above, or is it just buying like I don't know the 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 S and P five hundred and calling it a day? <laughs> yeah, I know. But the the hard thing with that is, I feel you know, being at home, being how so interconnected the world is, you can do that. But all of this news of everything is just in your face all day long. Yeah, and it makes it you know very tough. Like before, it was just look at Yahoo Finance. Look at the, the 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 tickers. Look at the the quotes, and see. And based on that, try to control yourself not to sell, not to buy, not to over trade. But now it's like eleven o'clock, GameStop. Twelve o'clock, AMC. Oh, again, GameStop. Oh, FedEx. Oh, this. Oh, Amazon. Oh my God, this earnings report, that earnings report, and it's just bombardment left, right, and center. And you know, you 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 want to put your capital everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And with these zero fee trading accounts like Robinhood, I mean, with us with Quest Trade in Canada, we're paying four ninety five a trade. But if it's commission free, it's like okay, go in, go out. Cool, I made a hundred bucks in like two seconds. Let me do it again. Let me try again. Let me try again. And with GameStop and these things, it's it's literally become like a casino. It's you put your money in, you pull the the slot trigger. Oh look, I made you know fifty dollars. Oh, I lost twenty. Oh, okay, it's okay. Put more in. Put more in. Put more in. And it's just it's very scary yeah absolutely it's very very scary and then 
you have, you know, the election change as well. How much has that contributed to all of this? Probably zero. (laughs) For GameStop and stuff, nothing. No, I know, but for the overall market, you know, and well, like you know, for it, for clean energy, I know it went up. Yes, yes. But that so, makes sense, you know, if he's going to be more pro spending on that, then okay, like it's based on some form of fundamental. Yeah, but then, you know, what are what are some of the policies that lie ahead, you know, that are going to come into place? What's the situation on the vaccine? How is that, you know, going to um how is that going to come into place? You know, is there going to be a more political uproar now that a Democrat is in power? Yeah. How is, you know, these bans on travel going to come out, these COVID variants? How is that, you know, going to work? How is the delay in all of these elective surgeries, you know, is that going to impact the market in other ways because people are, you know, not going to be traveling because they have to get, you know, um, surgeries for some things. So, you know, is there going to be a crash in the real estate markets because now suddenly people say, oh, I don't need my country home anymore. Yeah. You know, is that going to cause another issue? Is there, I don't know. There's so many different things, you know, that, that this pandemic brought out. Are the, you know, are the furniture companies going to go bust because now people are going to be like, oh, I don't need this. I'm not going to pay for this. Or, you know, they don't need, they don't need to order anymore for a few years. So there's a lot of, you know, different ways that, that this can go. And uh, it's it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, what what pans out, what stays, what doesn't, and if if the if the market, you know, optimism or whatever whatever we want to call this is, and you know, yesterday what there was a drop of five hundred points. Today you went plus three hundred. So so what? <laughs> so, uh, it's just no, it's, it's, it's a, just another day in twenty twenty one, Ali. What do you want me to tell you? That's just what no, it is. I know. I know. That's like the new before, norm. You, you know, before when I when I started learning to invest, a drop would be like, you know, 10%, 15% in a stock. It's like, oh, okay, now it's a good time. Let's, you know, settle into a position. And now it's like, oh, the stock is down, you know, 0.21%. What should I buy on the dip? And it's like, what dip are you talking about? It's like yeah, the market but, dip. But it's, it's also like if the stock is down 10%, like is that – does that mean it's undervalued or did the stock shoot up a hundred percent two days ago? Like if you look at yeah. the graphs of a lot of stocks now, there's a huge like upwards curve two or three days, moderately flat. And then it starts to go down, but only like 10 to 20% of the gain that it recently did the previous week. So it's like a, it's like a up and a just a little bit down at the top, but is that a dip or is that really, it's going to revert to the mean and to the proper price? next week for example like it's really hard to really understand what is what is it is it a dip is it correcting is it overvalued is it i mean undervalued i doubt or is the price truly based on fundamentals i you know honestly i i don't know but even like looking at some of these graphs like i remember like zoom zoom was 335 here 335 january 12th it's 378 today so you would have picked up you know, $40, $45 a share. Moderna too was like 102 in, in like two weeks ago. It's now 160. Like you really question what is, what is driving like these, these gains? Like we're talking, we're not talking, you know, 3%, 4%. We're talking upwards of 15, 20%, which before was like, that was, you know, returns you'd get in two, three years. I, I have never seen returns come in this fast at 30, 40%, like instantly. Yeah. So it's it's really like 
really questioning what is what is happening in the market. And you're right, like the bubble might pop, it might pop tomorrow, might pop in a year from now. But I think so many people have learned since like March that, you know, so many people would have sold at the top at the at the bottom in March just to see it go back up so so soon. I think maybe people now are a bit more reluctant to kind of pull the trigger at the top just because they've seen how fast it comes back. And you know, they don't want to they don't want to be holding the bag anymore. Yeah. So you know, has that has has have, have people woken up to that, and you know they're just gonna they're just gonna ride it out um, with everyone else. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell because you, you look at like not even the fundamentals of the companies, but the fundamentals of stock investing, right? Buy low, mm-hmm. sell high, but how do you know when to sell? Because you know. If you bought GameStop at 30 and sold it at 60, you doubled your money. That's a great buy. But little did you know, the stock was going to go from 30 to 300 in a week. So when do you take profits? That's like another thing that's sort of shifting, at least for this small time segment in time, where, hey, stocks can go up 20% for no reason casually, and that could just be the beginning of it. Yeah. So lots of questions, lots of uncertainty, lots of like, what the heck is going on? I mean, I, I rem- every, every podcast that we've made since the pandemic has pretty much been what the heck is going on. But now, really, like, what the heck is going on? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we should definitely do a podcast on bubbles and talk about what's changed and what the current situation is and what sure. could possibly happen in the future. Anyways, guys, I think we uh, gave you a pretty broad update on, I guess, the situation. A big and, dose uh, of everything. Yeah, and like the human psychology is changing. Yeah, everything's changing. Everything's changing. Let's all buy real estate. So much makes more sense. I'm not saying it's oh, yeah, better. Yeah. I'm just saying it makes more sense. We're all, we're all sitting on down payments. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you are safe and sound wherever you are around the world. And uh, hopefully you're making money in the stocks like everyone else, apparently, except for the short sellers. But, you know, if you're long, hopefully you're making money and hopefully you're uh, making smart decisions. Anything mm-hmm. else you want to add, Ali? No, I, you know, I just wish everyone out there, you know, uh, stay safe. Um, hope you're doing well. And, uh, yeah. Uh, until next time. Yeah, where can they reach us since you're so good at closing as well? They can reach us you know, at our email at personalfinanceboss at gmail.com um, at our course uh, on Udemy, the Personal Finance Toolkit for Beginners uh, or on Facebook at uh, Personal Finance Boss. Thank you, Ali. And Thank we you. will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Yep. Bye.